0: Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you're encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Man, we're glad that you're here this morning. Thank you so much for your guests. Can we welcome our guests this morning? Tell them how much we appreciate them being here. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to John chapter thirteen. John chapter thirteen. We're going to be looking at the first seventeen verses today, and as we dive into the message. But I read a funny story this week, and it says this: um, the guy had recognized that there was something really wrong in his body, so he went to the doctor. They referred him to a specialist that ran all sorts of tests. After running all sorts of tests, they came up with a diagnosis, and it was a rare, and it was, and was. Uh, rather serious they actually asked to talk to his wife first the lead doctor said to the guy's wife we're very sad to tell you but your husband has a very rare disease and if and if left untreated he will die and he will die very quickly the doctor said that uh, there's good news with chemo uh, with chemo and with lots of help from you that we actually believe that he can be healed the challenge is though that he will need a very strict diet and that means that you will have to cook for him every single meal. Three meals a day, she, he said. He's got to have an environment that keeps completely clean. And that means that you will need to be available to him nonstop. Uh, I'll take more from you that... Um, it will take more than from you than you can imagine. But if you cook for him and clean for him and be there to serve him every single day, that over a period of extended time, your husband will live. She walked out. And the husband was obviously nervous and said, well, what did the doctor say? The lady said to her husband, the doctor said, the doctor has bad news and said that that you're going to die. Because I'm not cooking and I'm not cleaning and I'm not serving you every single day. Basically, she says, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Um, Have you ever found yourself in a place where you said these famous words? I'm not going to do that. I just refuse to do that. That's above me. That's above my pay, my pay grade. I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? Why would you even ask me to do something like that? I remember that um, one day when we lived in Madison, when we were youth pastors there at the church, I remember there was a group of men there that they were working and they were installed. We were all working and installing TVs in the sanctuary and of course that you know as we were continue to work most of the men were were on the deacon board or servant board whatever you want to call it so we were working we were doing some remodeling in the sanctuary we, we had a, a big screen in the middle so we took the screen down and we put up TVs similar to what you see here and of course when you know whenever you work you all, there's always a mess that, that is made and so there you know we finished working there was a mess there was stuff everywhere and i remember one of the one of the board members said to the other board member he says hey man we need to clean this up before we leave and I'll never forget, these are the words that he said, because I remember it just like yesterday. He says these words, that's not my job. That's not my job. I'm not doing that. That's left, that should be the janitor's job. Well, guess who the janitor was? So I began to pray, and I was like, Lord, please lead me in what I need to do in this moment. So I walked over to him and punched him right in the throat. I just believed that the Lord was leading me to, to lay hands on him, and so I just, instead of laying, I just, right in the throat. No, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't do that. But there was a moment that I stood there and I thought, really? You, you, are, you are here to serve the church, but cleaning up that mess was above you? And I pray, And I began to pray, I began to say this, I said, Lord, please, Please never let me get to the point where I feel like I'm more important that I can't clean up trash, that I can't take out the trash, and that I can't clean up after someone. You know, you know that's, that's, where, that's my heart is, God, I just want to be a servant. I don't care what it is. Sometimes the job may be a little dirty. Sometimes the job may be above my expertise or whatever it is. But you know what, God, if you're calling me to do that, then I want to do that. I want to be the one that steps up and leads the way and I want to be able to do what you've called me to do. Because what I've realized is this, is that one of the things that Jesus came to do but was he came to serve other people. You see, people would come to Jesus and people would messed up lives and people that, that were messed up in, in different situations in their life. And what I've learned about as I read through Scripture and as I read the Bible, it, it reminds me that Jesus would begin to clean them up. In other words, Jesus wouldn't look at them and go, I'm not doing that. I'm not touching that person. I'm not going to clean that situation up. I'm not going to help that person. Jesus was there to serve them. He was there to, to minister to them. He was there to do whatever he needed to do to clean up that life, to make them a better person. And you think of some of the things that Jesus would do, you would be like, man, why would Jesus do that? Why would Jesus be in a in a in a in a temple talking to these people and this lady that that she came in and she was definitely not a good lady and she was unclean? But but why would Jesus allow her to come into the temple and and to break this alabaster jar and pour it on his feet? Why would he allow her to do that? Here's the reason why: because he cares for people. He loves people. He doesn't matter what type of life you've had in the past. He doesn't matter what type of life that you live now. What Jesus cares about is getting you cleaned up so that you can be the person that God's called you to be and so that you can serve others the way Jesus served you and I. Jesus is always looking for opportunities to care and to serve for others. So John chapter 13 verses 1 through 17 says this. It It says it was just before Passover... Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to his Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he he had come from God and he was returning to God. So he got up from his meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped himself uh, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, and he said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you'll, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then the Lord said, to, uh, the, then, then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew. Who was, uh, for he knew who was going to betray him, and that is why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put back on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you shall also wash other, one another's feet. I have set you in an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You will be blessed if you do them. So I've titled this message simply this, Proud Hearts and Dirty Feet. Proud Hearts and Dirty Feet. Pray with me. Father, today, God, we thank you that you lead by an example. God, that you are not asking us to do something that you haven't done yourself, but you're asking us, God, to follow in your footsteps and to do the things that you did, God, to love and to serve and to take care of lives that are messed up and to present them with the good news so that their lives would be straightened up and so their lives will get back to, 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 to start lead, leading a new, a new, a new life. So I pray today, Father, for every single one of us in this room, those that have served you for for the longest or those that have just barely served you for just a short amount of time. God, we're all in the same boat, that none of us are, are, are to the place where we can't do something that you've asked us to do. But I pray, God, that you would give us a heart to serve others and to be humble when we serve others, because that's exactly what you did. And I pray that you would teach us and lead us and do exactly what you want to do in our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, what, 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 what amazes me about this story is this, is that Jesus, what Jesus was sent to do. He came to wash and the clean, the nastiest and the ugliest places in our lives. He didn't just come to talk about getting our lives clean, but he actually let people see the love that he had for them when he served different people, all different types of people. For just a moment this morning, I want to get you to get that visual image in your mind this morning that Jesus was just hours away from his crucifixion. That he was just hours away, moments away, that he would be led away and to be tortured. And what's amazing about it is this, is that he knew it the whole time. He knew it from the very beginning that He was sent to this earth. He knew what God had sent Him to do. So in that moment, He was moments away of being led away to be tortured and to be crucified. Jesus' public ministry was about to be over. In about 24 hours, Jesus would hang on the cross. But what I loved about this story and the anticipation that, that Jesus knew that this moment would come, but I want you to look at where He was Spending his last hours. He was spending it with his family. He was hanging out with his disciples. He was hanging out with the very ones that he had called to walk this journey with. And he was hanging out, sitting around a table before he was taken away to be tortured and crucified. You see, what he wanted to do as I look at this scripture is this. He wanted to show the disciples one last time why he came. He wanted the the disciples to understand why He came to this earth. He wanted the, the disciples to understand why He was sent to this earth and that was simply to do what He was about to do to these disciples. The last part of verse number one says this. It says, Having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the very end. In other words, there was never a moment where Jesus didn't love His disciples or give up on them. There was never a moment where he stopped loving them. There was never a moment where he gave up on them. He loved them to the very end. He loved them to the very end of his life when when he bowed his head and said, God, it is finished. He never stopped loving them, no matter what they had done in the past, but he continued to love them to the very end. In other words, he did not give up on them. That he continued to love them. He loved them to the very end. Think of it this way. And this may not make sense to you, but it made sense to me when I was thinking about it the other day. Think about it this way. Think about you just put your two-week notice in at your job. And as that two weeks began to carry out, you kind of lost interest in the job. That you didn't do your job anymore. You didn't care about the job anymore. You begin to kind of show up late. You begin to kind of do certain things that, that you normally wouldn't custom to do. Why? Because you're about to leave the job and you didn't really care about the job anymore. You were going somewhere else. We see Jesus didn't do that to his disciples. The Bible says that he loved them to the very end. He never gave up on them. He kept doing what he was called to do, and that was to serve his disciples and to serve other people. He didn't stop. He didn't quit. But he served to the very end of his life. And what God is trying to tell us today is that, is that I want you to continue to serve people. In other words, I know that you may have given up on somebody. That maybe you have prayed for somebody. Or maybe you have been there for that person. And you haven't seen any change in their life. You haven't seen anything different in their life. But God is telling you this morning is don't give up on them. Continue to love them to the very end. Because you never know when Jesus may step into the, to the scene and, and touch their hearts. But He says, don't give up on them. He loved them to the very end. He was there for them. He was washing their feet and taking care of them. You see, Jesus knew that the moment was coming. He knew that He was about to change locations. He knew that He was about to be promoted back to where He originally left. But He never stopped caring and loving for His disciples. He loved them. He cared for them. He allowed them access into His life. He did life with them. He had fellowship with them. He built a community with them. And what He was trying to get them to understand is this. is Guys, this is what I want you to do when I leave. Over these last three years, you've seen me do these things. You've watched me touch people's lives. You've seen me minister to people. You've seen me heal. You've seen me give, do all these things for people. I want you to understand, this is what I want you to do when I leave. Because I'm leaving. I'm changing locations. I'm going back to where I where I started. I'm going back to sit beside my father. But this is going to continue on. Why? Because I have you. I've poured into you. I've cared for you. This is what I want you to do after I'm gone is to love and to serve others. You see, Jesus is wanting you and I to introduce those who were who to non that, that are non-Christians to Jesus and to let them know that he has things. Uh, set aside especially for them he has this calling he has this design that he set aside for each and every one of those people he loved them to the very end verses 2-3 through it says this the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas the son of Simon Iscariot to betray Jesus Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God You see, because of greed and because of love for money, Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus knew what he had done. Jesus knew what he was going to do. Jesus had the power in his life to, to change the situation. But what he did was this. He didn't change it. He just began to serve them. He began to love on them. He began to wash their feet. Jesus lived a a life of humility in front of His disciples. You see, He had authority. He had a power in His life. But what He was trying to get the disciples to understand was this. Guys, I have power and I have authority, but understand this. I'm still your servant. That no matter how high we get in our life, no matter what position we hold in our life, understand that you're still a servant that God is wanting you to use no matter what title you have in front of your name, no matter how many people serve under you, you're still a servant in God's army. And that we're never too good. We're never too good to pick up trash. We're never too good to clean toilets. We're never too good to do any of those things. Because that's what Jesus did. He's what He continued to do to the very end of His life. You see, John chapter 3, verses 35 says this, The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. And what he was about to do in this situation, he was about to show humility and what humility looks like to the disciples. He was about to wash their feet. But what's amazing to me, if you look in, in Luke chapter 22, verses 24, it talks about there's a dispute that is broken out among the disciples. And what they're talking about is this. Which, mo- which one is the greatest that's sitting at this table? They're not thinking about what's about to happen. They're just wondering who the greatest is. Peter's like, well, I'm the greatest, you know, because I walked on water. John's like, well, I'm the greatest because I'm the one closest to God. And and then this other guy, was like, well, I'm the greatest. And they're like, well, we don't even know who you are, so you can't be that great. But there's, there's this confusion. There's this controversy going on. Talking about who's the greatest sitting at this table. There was no no humble moment in that situation. They were wondering who the greatest was sitting at the table. So Jesus begins to address their prideful hearts by doing what? By washing their feet. He begins to address their prideful hearts by washing their feet. You see, Jesus was about to show them, this is how I want you to build your life. This is how I want you to live. I want you to be a servant. I want you to love others. I want you to care for others. But I also want you to preach the good news. Don't forget to preach the good news. So there's three things that that stuck out of me about this scripture this morning is this. Found in verses 4 through 5. It says, so he got up from his meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. So the first thing that stuck out to me this morning was this, is that Jesus grabbed an apron. He didn't ask anybody else to do it. The Bible says that he walked over to the table, he grabbed a towel, the Bible says that he grabbed an apron. grabs an apron he puts it on and can you imagine just for a moment what the disciples are thinking what is he doing why does he have that apron on first why did he take his clothes off and wrap a towel around his waist why did he do it why because he was showing them what humility looked like by what he was about to do for each and every one of them even the one that betrayed was about to betray him the bible says that he walked over and he and he began to pour water into this basin He poured water in the basin, and he grabs the basin, and he walks out, and he begins to walk up to the first, to the disciples, and he kneels down to them, and he begins to wash their feet. He begins to wash their feet. Think about it for a moment. There was a meal that was happening, and some, some illustration says that the meal was already done, but some other illustration says that the meal was still in progress. So think about it. Jesus got up from the meal. Walks over to the table, grabs water in a basin and a towel, and he comes back to the table and he and he begins to go and slip your feet in. He begins to wash the disciples' feet. Why? Because he was showing them that's what I want you to do. Yeah. That I'm the greatest. Put it on and serve people. Yes. Because when you do that, and you minister to people like you never thought that you could. Why? Because they see you serving them, not wanting something from them. I know this is a beautiful apron this morning, and it, it doesn't even have my initials on it. But God says, Take an apron, you're a servant. Do something in the church. Do something in your family. Do something at work that's going to blow people's minds for just a moment. Because think about the situation when he was there. They were wondering, what is he doing? What is happening? Why is he getting up from the table? Why is he not eating with the rest of us? Why? Because he wasn't concerned about feeding his life. He was concerned about feeding them. And showing them why he was sent here to this earth. The king of kings and the Lord of lords gets up from his meal, walks over, slips on a servant's apron, grabs the bucket, and he begins to wash their nasty feet. Nasty, dirty, stinky feet. Jesus was washing away the dirt from the disciples' feet. A job that was, that was meant for the servant of the house, not for a king. This job was not for a king. This job was not for the Lord of Lords. This job was for the servant of the the household. But Jesus says, you know what? I'm going to show you how much I love you. I've talked about it. I've lived it in front of you. But now I want you to understand how much I really love you. And I'm going to wash your feet. I'm going to wash your nasty, stinky, dirty feet. Because I want you to know that's what I've called you to do. I've called you to do the exact same thing to people's lives to wash the to help wash the nastiness, the dirtiness, the stinkiness of their life to help to be washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ and he's using you and I to do that. They can't imagine what he's thinking. They can't imagine he begins to kneel down and wash their feet. What is he doing? He must be crazy. He's not supposed to be doing that job. That's not his job. Why is he doing that? Because it was his job. Because he came to serve. And to serve others. And to love them when they were. Notice no one around the table got up and offered to wash his feet. No one got up from the table and offered to wash any other feet that was sitting around. Why? Because they were too busy wondering who was the most important one sitting at the table. They were arguing over who's the most popular one. Well, Jesus loves me more than he loves you. I walked on water. You haven't done. They They were arguing. So can you see the pride in their hearts? Can you see the pride in their lives that Jesus was like, listen, we got to wash that away, guys. I I don't care who the greatest is sitting around because I'm the greatest. I don't care about who the greatest The greatest is the one who serves. The greatest is the one who doesn't care about the position. It doesn't care about what's going on. The greatest is the one who will serve. They had sat there with dirty feet while they were eating. So apparently it didn't bother them too much. They sat there and they ate their meal with these these nasty, dirty feet. They were too busy arguing who the greatest was to say, I'm not doing that. Please understand that Jesus, Jesus would never ask you to do something that he himself hasn't already done. He would never ask you to do something that he himself hasn't already done. Jesus, for a moment, took the job of the lowliest servant in the household and he began to serve. You see, because the custom of that time was when you come into the house, people would wash your feet, wash the nastiness off your feet. That's what they did. But that didn't happen that day. Maybe Jesus got there a little early and walked over to the servant boy and maybe slipped him a $20 bill and said, Hey, you're done for the day. Go enjoy your rest of your day. I'll take it from here. So he, they walk in, sit down, and he's washing their feet, their nastiness, the dirtiness, he's washing it away from their life in that moment. You see, when Jesus does something, he does it all the way. He doesn't do it halfway. He doesn't do it partway. He does it all the way. So the Bible says that that he loved loved them to the very end. At Jesus' final meal, the last meal that he would eat before he was crucified, guess what he was doing? He was thinking about the disciples. I don't know about you, but if it was my last moment in my life, I would probably try to be thinking of everything that I could do and enjoy before my time ended. But he wasn't doing that. He was thinking about his disciples. He was trying to get them to understand how important they were in the kingdom of God because he's about to leave and they're about to take the, to the local church to the furthest point it's ever been before. Why? Because he's called them to serve and to humble themselves Not to have proud hearts. Not to have proud hearts, but they did in that moment. Jesus says, listen, we're going to get rid of those proud hearts. We're going to get rid of that dirty feet. Why? Because Jesus knew that actions speak louder than words. So he wanted to teach the proud, arguing arguing disciples about true humility. He didn't just say it, but he showed it. God, help us to never, ever be that way. That we say, I'm too important, that I'm not doing that, that that's beneath me. I'm too busy for that, that I'm not doing it. Listen, if there's a need somewhere that you see that there's a need, feel it. Feel it. And watch God begin to do things in your own life. Whatever it looks like. It could be in the local church. It could be at home. It could be at work. Whatever it looks like. If you see a need, step into that position and watch God do miracles, not only through you, but in that other person's life. The second thing is this. Allow Jesus to wash your feet. Allow Jesus to wash your feet. He came to, verses 6-9 through says this, He came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. And Peter says these famous words, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet, that you have no part of me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands. And my head as well. You see, when we see what Jesus was doing for others, and sometimes in our life we're like, man, why can't Jesus do that for me? Why can't Jesus do it this way in my life? And here's the reason why. Because sometimes you won't allow him to wash your feet. You won't allow him to do what he needs to do in your life because you think that you're not good enough or or that Jesus can't do something in your life. Peter didn't feel worthy. He didn't feel worthy in that moment of Jesus washing his feet. But Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, if you don't allow me to do this, then you have no part of me. Then you and I are not one, Peter, if you don't allow me to to wash your feet. If you don't allow me to wash away the filth that's on your life. We say, no, we, we say no like Peter did. Why? Because we have guilt in our lives. We have, we have a, a history in our lives and, and we're shameful of what's happening in our life and, and we won't allow Jesus to wash away what needs to be washed away. And Jesus is like, look, I'm just here to serve you. Let me serve you. Let me wash away the dirt in your life. Let me wash your feet. Peter was like, you're not washing my feet. God doesn't care how dirty you are. He's just concerned about you, about Him washing away the dirt that's in your life that the pain and, and situations have brought into your life. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 says this, for it, has been, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, but it is a gift. It's a gift from God. But this is what God wants to do. This is what God wants to give you. He wants to give you the ultimate gift, the gift that, keep, that keeps on giving. But in order to receive, to get the gift, you got to receive the gift. And sometimes we won't allow people to do things in our life that God has sent them to do for us. Listen, don't, don't steal somebody else's uh, you know, joy for helping you because God sent them to you specifically to help you. Don't be too good to receive the help that they want to give you. Just like Peter, Jesus, Peter was like, God, you're not washing my feet. You're not going to do that. He was proud. Because I'm, you're, just, you're not going to do it, God. James chapter 4, verses 6 says this, but he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Remain humble as you serve people. When we, say to no, when we say no to God, we're saying no to the wonderful things that God is trying to do in our life. Peter looks at Jesus and says, no, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus' reply was this, Peter, then you have no part with me. If we don't allow Jesus to wash our feet and cleanse us from our sin, then we have no part of him. I can't help but think about that moment when, when, G, when Peter says, looks at Jesus and says, God, you're not washing my feet. And Jesus looks back at him and says, well, then Peter, you have no part of me. There's something inside of me that says that, that Peter jumped inside the bucket in that moment. He's like, you don't have to, you, I, I'm going to jump in the bucket, God. I, you, you don't even have to help me. I'm going to jump in myself. And that's what God wants us to do, is to jump in and begin to serve and begin to help people wherever God has planted us. You see, Peter preached the good news of the kingdom and and he cast out devils in Jesus' name, but he still needed his feet washed. Peter saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain that day and, and he had this amazing spiritual experience in his life, but he still needed his feet washed. Peter's own feet walked on the water in an amazing act of faith, but he still needed his feet washed. Listen to me this morning. We, there's some of us that needs our feet washed this morning. Allow God to wash your life. Allow God to wash away the dirt that is built up in your life so that you can be the person that God's called you to be. Amen. It's hard to serve people when you have dirt in your own life. Let God wash away the dirt. Let a God wash away the filth. I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care what happened yesterday. What matters is what happens today. So if God is calling you to a closer walk, then then draw closer to Him and allow Him to wash away the filth and the things from the past that's in your life. Because that's what He came to do. He came to wash away the dirt that's in our life. And the last thing is this. Miss Karen, if you would come up this morning. The last thing is this, do for others as I have done for you. Do for others as I have done for you. The Bible says in verses 12 through 17, it says this, When he had finished washing their feet, he put back on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master. No messenger is greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be, what's the next word? Blessed when you do them. You see, when you, when you stoop down and you begin to wash away the dirt in someone else's life and you love them, you don't try to change them, you love them and allow the Holy Spirit to change them. You love them where they are. You, 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 you're there for them. when you do that, things begin to happen. When you, when you and I step out of our realm of our own selfishness and our own pride in our life and we step forward and we do things that God's called us to do, the Bible says that we will be blessed when we do them. And one of the blessings is this, seeing a life changed for the good. That's a blessing to see that person get saved, to see that drug addict come to God, to see that alcoholic come off of, off of alcohol. That's a blessing and to see that life change. And the reason why that life was changed was because Jesus used us to be part of it by washing someone's feet. Just simply being a servant. A humble servant. That's what Jesus did. It's just wash their feet. He knelt down, sitting at the table, and He began to wash their feet. And He even washed the one who was about to betray Him. Can you imagine that for that moment? Just Something tells me that Jesus didn't say anything to him. He just looked at him with love in his heart. And I'm sure Judas could see the love in his eyes. And he just washed his feet. Just washed the dirt away from his feet. Man, what a a powerful moment. Right before Jesus' crucifixion, he's sitting down washing the dirt off of his disciples. Why? Because God knew that He had, that, or Jesus knew that He had a greater plan for their life. And that was to, to go out and to preach the gospel and plant churches and minister to people and wash people's feet and, and humbly serve people. You see, if, if we know that we're called to serve and, and to live humble lives but don't actually do it, then we're not pleasing the one who came to serve us. John chapter 13, verses 35 says this, By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another, if you serve one another, if you wash one another's feet, then they will understand that you're my disciples. James chapter 1, verses 22 says this, Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself, but do what it says. Jesus washing feet, the disciples arguing about who the greatest was. Jesus walks over and gets the the water, slips on an apron, and he begins to serve. What a picture of humility. What a picture of what Jesus wants the church to be today. That's us. Legacy Church, that's us. The disciples, that's us. Jesus wants to wash your feet, but he wants you to wash other people's feet as well. I want you to stand to your feet this morning with... Every head bowed and every eye closed. I love that song that she's playing. I surrender all. All to Jesus. I surrender. God, I don't don't just surrender my present, God. But I surrender my past. But I also surrender my future to you. God is wanting to clean up your life. You don't have to be perfect to serve God. You don't have to have it all together to serve God. But I I feel like God's speaking to someone here today that, that the time is right for you to get your life right. That you've gone through situations, you've, 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 you've made choices that, that are not good choices, that, you, that you're battling in certain things in your life, and, and God understands that right now. And what He wants to do for you this morning is that He just wants to wash your feet and to show you how much He loves you. Because He wants for you to change and to be the person that He sees you to be. I just feel like there's someone here this morning that God is speaking to. And if that is you, simply just just surrender your life to him. Just surrender it to him right now. Say, God, here I am. God, here's my life. I have failed miserably in the past. I've done crazy things, God, that I don't want anybody to know about, God. I've made choices. But God, what matters is what I do in this moment. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you feel God speaking to you this morning, and that's you. All I'm asking you to do this morning is to simply just slip your hand up. Just simply slip your hand up. Say, that's me, Pastor. I just want God to wash me clean. I want God to, just to wash me clean. I'm going to wait just a few moments because I I feel like God's dealing with someone this morning and I don't want to hurry past this moment. If that's you, just slip your hand up. God, I surrender my life to you. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I, want, I, wanna, I just want to serve where God has me. I just want to serve. Just slip your hand up this morning if that's you. So I want to serve. Whatever it looks like, I just want to serve. I'm not too good to do it. I'm not too proud to do it. I just, I just want to serve God. If you have your hand lifted this morning, I want to ask you to do something. I want you to ask, I want to ask you to slip up both hands this morning towards God. And do exactly what I said just a minute ago. And just, again, just surrender your life to God. Just surrender it to Him. This is another day. And every single day that we wake up, we, we surrender our lives to God and say, God, have your way. Speak to me today, God. Whatever it is that you're asking for my life today, God, I want to be able to do what you're asking me to do, Father. I want to serve you, God. But I want to serve other people in whatever aspect that you're calling me to do. Oh, Father, I pray today for every single one of us, God, that that would be our prayer, that we would love and we would, would serve other people, God, and just simply be Jesus with skin on. And when we do that, God, we just we, people's minds are going to be blown by how we serve them as, as the disciples were sitting at the table that day, blown away and why you were doing what you were doing. They didn't understand it in that moment, but they did understand later. We may not understand why you sent us to this person or why you told us to go over here. All we know is that God, that you called us to go and Father, we want to be obedient to you and we want to go. Because when we do, Father, we will be blessed. We will be blessed. So just surrender our hearts to God in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. I surrender all. All all of me, God. My insecurities, my fears, my doubt, my worry. God, I give it all to you today, Jesus. All to Jesus, I surrender. You know, guys, I'm telling you, I just, I, I just sense that God is doing some incredible things or about to do incredible things in our church. And I want to encourage you is this, be ready for it when it happens. Because I really feel like God's about to open some doors for our church that we haven't seen before. And when he opens those doors, may we be willing to walk through those doors to minister to people, and to present the greatest name and the greatest gift that has ever been given to humanity, and that is Jesus Christ to preach the good news, to love people, and to serve others. That's what God's called us to do. God, bless us today. Thank you for every person that's here. Thank you for their faithfulness to be here today in your house. God, I pray a special blessing over them. That God, when they leave this place today, God, wherever they may land up today, Father, I pray that you would begin to use them in that moment. Bless them, anoint them. God, may they not listen to what the enemy says, but may they listen to the voice of God. Because the voice of God is what leads us and guides us to the freedom that we need in our life. And God, we give you glory and honor and praise today in this house. And all of God's people said, amen and amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap this morning. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.